back to the Lash Base podcast and today we have another interview. We've had great feedback from last week's one. So this week we have got none other than Ryan Power. Uh, you may know him from Salonology. He has a very popular Facebook group and also he has recently released a book which in its category is a number one Amazon bestseller. It's called The Customer is Always Right and Seven and a Half Other Outdated Myths. I'm already partway through the book and I am really enjoying it. So I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to start asking some questions. Let's get started. Right, so here we are. I know this has been a long time coming to have Ryan on the show. Uh, we have known each other for a little while now. And uh, so I know everything that you do and you've been up to. Uh, however, for the people that are listening to this, or indeed, if you are watching this, because we're going to hopefully save the recording, the video as well, our interview. Um, but if you're listening to this, if, and you don't know um, the work that Ryan does. Ryan, please, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, please? Yeah, of course. Well, first of all, thank you for having me, Jamie, on your esteemed podcast. I do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, so I'm Ryan Power. Um, with my wife, Holly, and I, we um, own and run a coaching uh, business called Salonology. Uh, I say a coaching business. It's kind of not like we don't do traditional coaching that a lot of people might associate with that. Everything we do is community-based group coaching so we have um free communities and also paid communities um and everything is taught at a group level strictly for the salon industry so people who run salons or clinics or aesthetic businesses um and really everything that we do is predominantly based all around marketing and business growth concepts so we're not like systems people we're not gonna not that kind of thing we like to do the marketing side of things because that um because that excites us basically and i believe that there aren't that many problems in business that better marketing can't solve um i think that it might in turn bring up some slightly different issues to people but fundamentally it's a sad reality that a lot of businesses, um, the person who is very, very best, to use your audience, for example, the very, very best actual lash artist doesn't necessarily, necessarily have the most profitable business, which is sad, sad but true. Uh, yeah, you are, yeah, you are talking to the right person. Everything you've said so far, I agree with. And I have indeed said before, it's, it's not, it isn't, in, unfortunately, like you've just said, it is sad, but being the best at your craft like lashes or anything beauty related in today's day and age isn't enough to be the most successful business no it's very much only part of the puzzle and actually if you've ever been in the position where you know you're really really good at something and you know someone else is not as good as you and yet they're more successful than you is one of the most galling <laughs> yeah. things that can happen it's so frustrating because you're like why are people going to them they should be coming to me. I'm much better. I know I'm better. Um, why is it? And the reason is because, okay, your techniques and everything might be better, but maybe your marketing's not as good. And that is why ultimately marketing, I believe, is the most important skill for any business owner to learn, in my opinion. I, I, I agree with you 100%. So what was it that made you decide to start this business? Do you say, sorry, is it with your, your wife? With sorry, my wife. 
your yeah. wife. Yeah. What yeah. is it? Um, you're a brave man, but what is it that uh, <laughs> made you decide that this was the, the route you wanted to go down? Yeah. So, um, so by way of a little bit of a backstory, um, my wife, Holly, and I uh, also owned a day spa uh, in Bournemouth, uh, which this year would have been our 11th year. We actually sold it earlier this year. Um, because we wanted to concentrate purely on um, the coaching and the online side of things now. Um, so we actually had that for the last yeah, 11 years. Holly started it in sunny Bournemouth. It started off as a, um, in the basement of a hotel. It was just small rooms, three small rooms, and it grew and grew and grew and grew and grew. We ended up with nine treatment rooms, two lounges, a dozen staff, a whole stack of awards. And about, after about five years of this, it got to the point where Holly wasn't really needed in the business every day anymore. She'd managed to replicate herself and be able to step back. And I said to her, look, you're on to something with what we've done here because I can see that most people aren't in this same position. So many beauty businesses, they just don't make any money, sadly. And we knew that we, if we could show other people what we'd done um, and how we got there, that would be valuable to them. So we decided at that point, I'd actually just sold a previous business. I had a jewelry business previously, um, totally randomly. Um, yes, as a complete change of... As a complete change. And I'd sold that. And I'll be honest, I, I hated that business because by the end, I was putting in more and more and more hours and I was getting less and less time off. And it was so frustrating for me. And I said, enough was enough. I want to now have a different business where... I'm more geographically independent, where I can help people, where I can make more of a difference. So the two just kind of merged. And we were like, let's just put some stuff out there and see if anyone likes it. And it turned out a lot of people kind of like the dynamic, I think, of it being husband and wife, which is quite unusual in itself. Yeah. Um, as you say, brave in some days. And we some days we think, why would we want to do that? But most of the time, it's all good. Um, and yeah, we, we started literally just by teaching the same things that we've been doing in our own beauty business. So it's like, you know, this isn't some marketing textbook speak from someone who's never worked in a salon before. This is two people who've owned one and we've kind of already got the result that a lot of people wanted, which was yeah. a profitable business that doesn't rely on us. We get to take lots of nice holidays. You know, this is what we did. Just follow these steps and you can get some of the same results for yourself. And that's really the kind of the uh, the basis of everything that we teach, really. Because I think what one of the things you've just said at the beginning of that, then, which I think is somewhere where a lot of people I really want to get to, and it's actually a surprisingly difficult thing when you don't actually concentrate on it. And that's it: that your wife managed to almost replicate herself to manage to delegate the things that she needed to be able to delegate, and and learn to let go of certain things to run a business uh, to then give her the freedom to be able to do other things and grow other things and stuff. So um, that's, that's excellent. And the fact that you can pass on stuff that you've been there, done it, got the t-shirt um, and help people with it. So absolutely. And it's interesting where you say you're, you're so right as well, because that is one of the main things that people struggle with. I think is that delegation. And I think the problems come because a lot of people start up on their own traditionally in our, in our industry and immediately they are just so ingrained in the business, in the day-to-day -day stuff because they're performing the treatments. Plus then they've got to do all the other stuff that comes with being a business owner. And eventually you just end up being so time poor that it's actually that then hinders your growth. So being able to 
sort of ease back on some of the reins and give some of the stuff to other people is is huge but it's so difficult because yeah. everyone sees the business as their baby and, yeah. and and we have this preconception which is wrong a lot of the time that we can do every job the best which of course is bonkers you can't there's other people who are way better suited than you to do your accounts and to do the cleaning yeah. in your business and all sorts yeah. of other things even at the you know the tiny level uh, I, I do i feel for, i feel for people and i fit because the same exactly the same thing happens at lash base all, right. all the time and it is it, all of those things you've mentioned people that do those jobs shouldn't necessarily be doing those jobs and we do have to say to ourselves look we need to learn or try to let go of certain th things uh, so i completely understand that that's a tough thing and it's great that if you can help people understand it and like i think people We'll listen to this now and go, yeah, see, I, I do understand that. But understanding it and then actually doing it and letting go are kind of two different things. So that's pretty interesting. Absolutely. I mean, the one thing that I always recommend that people do by way of a quick tip of how people can, because they say people might be thinking, I wish I could do that. I think one of the one of the first things that I recommend people do is you've got to have a picture of where you of what you want your business to look like in the future. First of all, you know, what is that dream business look like to you? How many staff does it have? How big are your premises? What do you want your turnover to be? If you've got no clue of where you want to go to, you know, it's like the classic you can't hit a target that you can't see, right? Yeah. You've got no chance of getting there otherwise and you'll just bumble along forever. So it might be you say, right, do you know what? Every day I want to be able to leave at three o'clock so I can go and pick the kids up from school, for example. Let's say that's mm -hmm. the goal, which would be a great goal. So you could start by saying, right, I'm going to start by every Thursday and Friday, no appointments after 3 p.m. And you have to just be, and it's scary, you know, yeah. to begin with. And yeah. you think, oh, what happens if I do that? Will the whole business crumble? Will I annoy people? And even if it's just you in your business on your own, most people will just book other slots around it. We've just got this tendency, and mm -hmm. I think because a lot of people are in beauty because they want to care for their clients and they want the clients to get the results, that then in some instances, they allow themselves to kind of be dominated and walked over a little bit by clients, you know? That classic, oh, I only work till three. Oh, well, could you do 8.30? Oh yeah, I can probably squeeze <laughs> you in tonight, you know, and yeah. lose my only night off. And you yeah, see- Yeah, I agree. It, ha it happens all, all the time, it's, it, yeah. and in our industry as well. And I think that is, it's that fear of, but I'll lose the client. They can, they, they've yeah. told me they can only do 9 p.m. on a Sunday. They can yeah. only do that time. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. and the funny thing is the moment you sort of be, a, be strong with your hours and dictate your, it's your business, it's your life, it's your hours. And you say, I'm only working, say, 9 till 3, 9 till 5, Monday to Friday. It's funny how those people then suddenly do find time in their day to be able to come and see you. So <laughs> I, I actually know a couple of lash artists that have had success in doing exactly that. They were working every weekend and decided to, to swap it to Monday to Friday and have weekends off with their kids. Um, and it worked. They may yeah. have lost one, two clients maybe, but they picked up one or two clients and it worked for them. So yeah, I, I do agree with that. So uh, uh, yeah, sorry, go on. No, I was gonna move on to talking about the, uh, what Salonology does. Uh, sure. So for the people, for people listening, so uh, you've explained that you, you it's uh, the coaching for businesses um, in the beauty industry as a whole. Uh, so you touched on you've got free and paid groups. Uh, I'm yep. part of, I believe, the free group. Am I part of the you free are? group? I'm yes. part of the free yep. group. And I must admit, when uh, when when I created the Team Lash Base Facebook group, 
I hoped it would be as engaged and um, fun and uh, kind and helpful as your Salonology group is, because <laughs> I've seen every time you do your lives, every time you offer advice or people are asking questions, the engagement in the group and the help that you get from it beats most other groups that I've ever seen. So how, how have you managed to achieve that uh, from the free group? And then um, what is the differences through the free to the paid group? Yeah, cool. Well, first of all, thank you for saying that. It's a nice thing um, to hear. Actually, we were very keen to to kind of establish that from the word go because I'm in loads of other groups as well. I'm sure you are. Some people are probably in hundreds of groups, literally. And they're sadly, a lot of them are just full of people bringing each other down, not lifting each other up and slating each other's work and criticizing each other. And it, I think at times our industry sadly can be a bit catty and a mm -hmm. bit negative in places. Um, so from day one, when we said, we're like, right, we're gonna be different. Um, we're gonna be positive and we're actually gonna help each other. Wow, crazy idea, I know. <laughs> but what would happen if we all got behind each other instead? So we're really, really focused on that and we really encourage that. And if anyone makes any sort of comments that are derogatory, you know, in that sort of way, then they're gone. There's no warning, they just leave. Um, and it is meant that people then are happy to be more open with what they post about. So it's kind of because you get the environment that they know it's a safe place that they can comment, it means that that then opens everything up. And as you say, it means the engagement is, is, is huge to the point where we don't need to post in it as much as we once did yeah. because people are doing that themselves and they know what kind of the limits are and where the boundaries are. So, And I've, I've noticed in the group as well, people... Uh, uh, comparing these to your group to other Facebook groups people clearly know the rules when they go in so like you said you've got the strict line of if you are negative or derogatory in any way you're not in the group so people come into the group clearly knowing what the score is so that's great um, but I've seen in your group people seem more open to be able to talk about the problems they're having without it feeling like they're embarrassed or less than by saying so. Um, yeah. And that was, again, another big thing I wanted to hope, I hope, hope to replicate in our group because it's so cool to see, like everyone has got like, imagine you've got a problem and you, you want to tell someone about it, but you feel stupid. You feel like it's a small problem or that people all think you're not very good. You'll yeah. be surprised that there's a hundred other people that have ex exactly the same problem. And to be exactly. able to then be able to have a space to put that in, say something and have the help um, obviously makes the group successful. Well, we have like a, a little kind of a watch phrase, if you like, that you almost tapped on there, which is that there's, there's no such thing as a stupid question, we always say to them. So whatever you is on your mind, whatever it is that you want to ask, here is a safe place for you to post that question. So as you say, I think some people feel that it might be a bit too much of a newbie question or they might feel or they might think they should know the answer and they they're scared that if they put it a load of other people will go i can't believe you don't know that are you yeah. stupid how long have you been in the industry who's this idiot you know and all the and you see this in other groups with people yeah. comment, and you're yeah. like what is wrong with these people so straight away we we very openly and always say that and actually what happens is that naturally then the community actually lift each other up and then as soon as people see other people doing that, it's herd mentality. Other yeah, people yeah. then just follow suit. If it hadn't been like that and we all, we all started slagging people off, everyone else would do that as well, you know? So it's kind of, I suppose, 
leading lead and they shall follow, I guess. And, and, and we kind of put our flag in the sand that we're going to be a bit different. And, 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 and as I say, we'll, we want to make sure that it's positive for everyone, but also that people get benefit for being in there. So like recently we've put a rule in place whereby we don't want anyone um, prophesizing about things that may or may not happen in the industry right now. So obviously there's a lot of talk going on about, oh, well, will we have to all wear masks? Are we going to have to all do this? Is this going to happen? And the problem is people just worry themselves into an absolute mm -hmm. state about things that might never happen. Yeah. So we try and remain like fact based as much as we can, generally speaking, you know, because I'd never think it makes sense to worry about something that may or may not happen or something that you've got no control over, you know? Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. It's, and, and so from the free group then, and you've got, you say you've got a paid group. Are, are these the people that sign up for uh, the, the mentoring stock side of business coaching stuff? Like yeah, what's exactly. the differences? How does that process work? Yeah. So we've got our free group, which is called Salonology Superstars. Um, I say that's got about 3000 people in there. Um, and you've got to be a business owner to, to get in basically. So that is another thing that makes us a bit different. We didn't, it's not for staff. It's not for um, therapists because there's lots of other groups for them already. So, yeah. and also we want people to be able to, again, post freely knowing that everyone else in there is basically like them, you know, yeah. they understand the same problems because guess what? They've probably got the same problems or they've had them and they've overcome them. So that's the free community. Basically, if people want more of us, of Holly and I, then, then we have a variety actually of steps up for paid communities where that includes more live calls, where it includes um, a whole database of training programs that we've put together to help them get through the various steps. Everything in that is all based around what we call our three M's of business mastery, which is uh, motivation, uh, marketing and mindset which we believe are the three kind of keys um, that will really help you move forward. Um, and then we've got a top level coaching, which is basically like our inner circle, which actually involves um, meeting in person. And we actually do two day mastermind events um, for the people that want the absolute maximum level of help from us. Um, but all of these are all, yeah, as I say, all in a group environment. We don't really do any one-to-one -one stuff at all. Um, we used to, but, it's it, it it's not a, as as useful a use of our, of our time really because no I suppose with a, if you're when you've started your business uh, I, I'm sure it made sense at first but then to scale uh, as you've talked about for the other people that you're hoping to coach to if yeah. they want to scale their business you understand how that has to happen um, and it, I guess it's the sign that what you're doing is is successful and what you're doing works because if there are more and more people signing up to it then um, yeah, the the one to one time doesn't make sense um, for you as a business, but then also um, it's a good sign that what you are doing is helping people. Yeah, absolutely. And we think that within the, especially nowadays, with all of the technological advances and tools that we have available at our disposal, you can do so much on a group level anyway. You know, because you yeah. can still interact with people on live calls and on Zooms and so forth, and they you can see each other mm -hmm. and you can they can almost get the one-to-one -one benefits without paying our one-to-one -one rates. Yeah, of course. Okay. Well, that's the, the group and the salonology side of things. The next thing I want to move on to, and for people listening, they're not going to see this, but I'm holding up right now. Um, Ryan has, I said this earlier in, in the podcast, 
Ryan has actually written a book that is in its category a number one bestseller on Amazon. And now I've I've got it. I uh, I've got to admit I haven't read all of it yet. I have read most of it, and it really really is helpful. So I just wanted to ask a couple of questions about your book. Yeah, of course. Um, firstly, why? Why did you write a book? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's a big it's a big ask to write a book. Yeah, it is. Um, and uh, a few reasons, actually. Firstly, um, I, like many, many, many people, had a burning desire to write a book. I don't know why. I just <laughs> like the idea of writing a book. I think a lot of people share that dream. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. For no apparent reason. And no, no seemingly logical reason why you want to do that. And actually, when I once mentioned that to a friend, they scoffed at me when I said that, which actually then as it turned out, were, uh, you know, resulted in spurring me on even more to, to so make thank sure you to that friend. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I've friend. Sent, yeah. I've sent them a copy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thanks. Signed it. Um, so I, wa- I wanted to do it for that reason, but also as well, um, I wanted to do it um, as well because I wanted to get my message heard. And for a lot of people, there's so much noise. Um, and as we know, attention is increasingly hard to get people's attention because there's a lot of people shouting and making all noise and on social media, you obviously have all the videos and everything, which you can, you can connect with people, but I feel you can make a deeper connection with someone with a book. And nowadays um, it can make you stand out because not everyone has written a book. So, um, so I thought it would be a good thing to do from that perspective. And I hoped of course, that it would be kind of an entry level really for people to come into our world because it's a low commitment for them. Um, and it's really like a giant business card, I suppose, in, in many respects. Yeah, um, well, the, what's so uh, again, because obviously I've read it, I know what it's about. I haven't even touched on what it's about. Could you tell us so, yeah. like, what, what's in the book? What's it about? Yeah, sure. So it's, uh, it's got a catchy title, um, <laughs> as you can probably see on there. So it's um, the customer is always right. Um, and seven and a half other outdated myths which are destroying your beauty business. Um, so basically, it's essentially, it's a marketing and a client attraction book, essentially. Um, but in it, I go through what I found quite quickly um, from working with other salons is that a lot of people hold certain preconceptions about business, which they accept as fact, but yet I believe are completely wrong. And it challenges some of those ideas and concepts and then presents alternatives according to my world. So, for example, um, without wanting to give away everything, uh, for example, the first, the very first chapter is all about newsletters. And almost every business out there to begin with sends a newsletter type email, which I believe is not the right way to do it. And I think there's a much, much better way that you can connect with your customers, which is actually much simpler um, and will, will, will help your business in far more ways. And I explain how you can do that. So it's got a whole load of different concepts in there, which as I say, I, are things I hear that people sort of take as for granted or take as being standard. Whereas I just try and push and challenge some of those ideas um, a little bit and, and write it all in a way um, that is applicable for our industry. 
Um, even though a lot of it would work across multiple industries. It's obviously yeah, that's one thing that I noticed. It is obviously it's for the beauty industry. However, it is it, it would work on on many many businesses, any any industries. Um, so like some of my from reading the bits that I have so far, which I think makes it really interesting. I won't give too much away from from your book because people. <laughs> that's okay. Um, but when reading the bit, there's a section in here that talks, uh, you say how people believe that they're doing as much marketing as they can. And they've, um, they, they, of course, they do Instagram and they've, they've got Facebook. So why aren't they getting any more business? Um, and then you've gone on to list. You probably won't be able to see it on the screen here. And obviously, if you're listening, you can't see it. But there are over 70 other ways to market your business listed in this book. And I went through it reading each bit and I was thinking do you know what like obviously it's a full-time job in itself to to mark to do marketing um but there are so many different opportunities just in these two pages I'm currently looking at right now that would make people go I need to do that I need to do that that." um but yeah the, the book is the book's good it has so much information um in it so it it must be really expensive how much well you would think so wouldn't you but you know what at the moment we are doing a little special for uh, our community and your community jamie where people yeah. can get it for nothing they can just oh no this is this is the, the crazy bit packaging. <laughs> yeah if, if everyone listening i'm this the book is free it's free an actual book and right now obviously it's uh, it, crazy times we are on lockdown i don't know how much longer this will last however it is the perfect time to sit and read a book especially when it's about your business um and how you can improve it in these times as well so yeah free but they pay for postage and packaging, they pay postage postage. And packaging which is yeah. like three pound 95 um i have lost count of the number of tags i've had on insta of people sat in their garden on a sunny afternoon with a gin and tonic reading the book so i think that is the best way to actually invest <laughs> yeah. it is with with gin it seems uh, yeah but also i'd, I'd, I'd well agree as, with that <laughs> i try and break down everything in it so it's simple and easy to understand because i think some people are just so bamboozled by the concept of marketing and they think it's harder than it is or they try and overcomplicate it so they just don't bother so i really try and break it down and almost all of the strategies in there you can do for free it's not like, oh, go and spend £500 a month on Facebook ads. It's, here's some really simple stuff you can do today and yeah. have an impact in it tomorrow, you know? Um, so <clears throat> I've definitely tried to, to write it in a way that anyone could understand. Um, so hopefully, yeah, as I say, we've had, I've had an awesome, awesome feedback from it from everyone. And, and as I say, hopefully your audience will enjoy it too. Um, where, where, can, where can everybody get it for free, obviously? They can get it for free. Well, if I share a link with you that we could put in the podcast notes, would that be the... Yeah, of course. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, as opposed to read out a long, a long... Gra- or they can just reach out to me um, on Facebook or Instagram or... Yeah, I'll Facebook. put in the podcast notes to this. I will put the link to where you can buy it. And I'll also put um, Ryan's uh, social media links as well. So you can contact him about getting it. Uh, but I bet you really have nothing to lose. It is, it's, it's free. So <laughs> it's, yeah, everyone's it's, favorite price. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's, yeah. And I think interesting, actually, you touched on a really interesting point there because I get messages a lot from people which say something like, um, I've got an Instagram account and I've got a Facebook account, but I've got no customers. Why? You know, as if, as if that those two channels are the only things that you can be doing. And whilst they are important, 
Um, they're not the be all and end all. I mean, we spoke in a previous chat, you and I, about this, whereby you could be successful and have a profitable business run on probably any one of those 70 ideas to come up with. If you were the best in the world at doing billboard advertising or leaflets or anything, you could build a successful business. It's just that maybe Instagram and Facebook are the kind of most in vogue or the sexiest of those. So people forget about other tried and tested methods which have worked for years. You know, I mean, what do you think? No businesses existed more than 10 years ago when there was no social media, you know? Mm -hmm. There were loads and they all thrived. They just did different things. Many of those things still work. And actually, many of them work better than ever because your competition aren't doing it. Yeah. You've got to be seen to be doing things that are different from your competition. And again, if you've just got a copycat business where you're on Insta posting exactly the same as what every other lash artist in the country is posting, it's going to be difficult to get your voice heard. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Uh, so, yeah, I think I, I don't know how many times I can say it is worth it, obviously, for the for the fact that it's free alone. But I have I have read the majority of it. And so far, it's even given me a few, it's given me the motivation and a few ideas of things that maybe I was slacking on myself, which which is excellent. So um, moving on from the group, your business and the book. Um, well, I'm sticking with business, obviously. What are your what are the future plans for like salonology and stuff? I know we've got the right now, and we know what you're, do, what you're doing, and it's uh, yeah. you're, you're having great success with it. But have you got uh, plans for the future, or do you just go with it? Well, we want to carry on growing our um, our communities. We feel that there's still an awful lot of people that don't know who we are that maybe could do with some degree of help, not necessarily help, just guidance maybe or ideas um, because it's not for what we do isn't for people that necessarily are struggling you might be doing really really well and actually if you're doing really really well then that's great because because of our communities we've seen so much and tapped into so many people's experiences that little extra bit isn't always that difficult to achieve and I think that some people think oh I don't want to look at any coaching because that's the people that aren't doing very well and actually, it's the complete opposite. It's mm -hmm. most useful to people who are doing well. I mean, every single Olympic athlete in the world has got a coach, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't know why in business it's, it's, it's not always seen in the same way. Um, but also one of the overriding factors that we do is we try and make everything fun. And I know this is something that you obviously subscribe to because your channels are fun as well. It doesn't have to be about business all mm -hmm. the time and because it soon gets boring, doesn't it? So... We're planning on continuing doing that. We want to just continue to grow our groups and our paid communities. Um, at some point, once our community gets to a certain size, we really like the idea of doing some uh, retreat style events as well, um, because uh, out of the country, if possible. We really like the idea of putting on an event in like Las Vegas or something, you know? <laughs> you know what though, I think, I, I think why not? Because that's yeah. a, obviously everyone would enjoy that. And, and you've already said it's, it's as much about fun as it is about business. So if you can, if people can go and do something that will benefit them and also be something that they'll remember, then, yeah. then why not? Well, absolutely. And a bit like when we spoke previously, I, I, I personally really enjoy speaking. So um, I'm looking to try and push that side of the business more because what I learned in my previous business, which I didn't like, was that you've got to design your business in the way that you actually enjoy it because otherwise it is going to run you down really, really quickly. And if you actually enjoy what you're doing and focus on the things, the bits you love and mm -hmm. get someone else to do the bits that you don't, 
then actually that makes for a, you know better health and sanity uh, in business and longevity because then you yeah longevity will keep you it will keep you going so, so with the you meant touch on the speaking there I, yeah. I did see that um, I think I saw you had a couple of speaking engagements this year which unfortunately because of everything that's going on have been cancelled have you got any anything lined up in the further future or has everything been put on hold because everything of everything has been cancelled right right now yeah <laughs> literally everything I think to be rescheduled but um but yeah everything has been cancelled outside of some of our own event we put on some of our own events for our paid communities Mm-hmm. So uh, we do have some of those, but in, in terms of other people's stages, then I think that at the moment, everyone's just kind of waiting to see what happens before hopefully they reschedule all of those and we can, and I can get on a stage again. Cause I find that that um, that's probably one of the things I enjoy doing the most. So I'm, I'm keen to do more of that. I also believe that within our industry, there is still a greater need for good high quality events um, because there aren't all that many um so um who knows maybe we'll even put one on ourselves at some point that'd be a good idea okay then so just to end it because i like asking this type of question at the end of um an interview now uh what is one piece of advice you would give yourself um from when you first started this journey with like salonology so if you could now you now go and speak to you from when you started what piece of advice would you give I think that, um, yeah, it's a juicy question that, isn't it? I mean, there's, there's so many things, but in terms of what I also think would help other people listening, I think one of the, one of the biggest ones is definitely not to compare yourself to, any, to anybody else. And I think that nowadays, again, as a result of social media, it's kind of encourages this comparison factor. And it's so wildly unhealthy for everyone. Literally, no, nothing good can come out of comparing yourself with anyone else because you don't know what situation they're in. You don't know where they've come from. You don't know where they're going. You don't even know if it's true what they're saying or not online. You know, how many people you see these posts all fully booked? Are they? Who knows? Yeah, not. So don't beat yourself up about it when you've got nothing to base it on. And I think really, as we've as we've kind of grown, it's really just for me personally. It's I now just want to compare myself to how good a job I was doing before, you know? And again, it's always funny when you get like a little video pop up and it's like three years ago, you know, and you sit and you're like, oh my God, that wasn't very polished, you know? Um, (laughs) But that's a good thing because you can look at it and go, oh, well, at least I've I've improved from from where I was, you know? So I think that that would probably be my biggie because I think that a lot of business owners do compare themselves and they forget that everyone is on not only a different journey, but they're at a different stage in it as well. So don't be beating yourself up if you don't have the car you want at the moment or you don't have as big a business as the lady down the road has because if you just keep moving in the right direction and just move a little bit further, a bit further, a bit further all the time and keep going forward, eventually you're going to get there is kind of my philosophy. So, and, and, and it won't happen overnight, sadly. <laughs> no, that's the, yeah, that's, that's the key. There's, there seems to be, and again, with, it's with like social media, as well there seems to be a, a, a bigger feel of i want that get rich quick scheme Where, yeah. what's that get rich quick it's like how can i get loads of followers really quick how can i get loads of clients really quick how can i build my business so i'm i've got the best business in the town really quick yeah but it doesn't work like that it's one of those things where it's effort and consistency like you just said small steps every single day so if like 
Um, the analogy I kind of like is if you're looking at a mountain and you want to get to the top of it, that looks impossible. You're never going to get there. Like, however, if you then just take it step by step, you can do it. You can do one little step. You can you could do ten little steps, couldn't you? But yeah. eventually, over time, you'll eventually be right at the top. So, um, yeah, that is definitely a good point. So I think. Almost Sorry, everyone, almost every overnight success is, you know, 10 years in the making, aren't they? Yes. And again, you, you don't see that bit of the journey in a lot of it. You just see the bit at the top and it's a bit like, you know, the iceberg. You're missing all of all of this bit that they've already done to get there. You, you don't kind of see all of that. So yeah. And, you, and was, one thing you don't often see is people's failures either. So no. you'll see on social media, everyone having these big successes and looking like that they're doing nothing but having success when really they've had 10 failures to get to that one bit that they're now shouting about. Yeah, abs abs absolutely. So if you're failing, keep failing. Because <laughs> yeah. As long as you learn from it, then it's going to take you a bit closer yeah. every time, isn't it? It's funny because someone did say that to me recently. Like, oh, I keep seeing you everywhere now. But, you know, have you not been around for that? I was like, we've had our group for like nearly five years now. You know, it's always been there. But it's just you, you hit a point at some point whereby you know, it, it accelerates that growth, doesn't it? Because then all of a sudden you start being seen and it kind of, it goes up a bit quicker. Yeah. And that's the same for any, for any business, but you've got to put that spade work in at the front, sadly. Definitely. You've got, you've got to pay up front in effort. Yes. 100%. Okay. Well, I think we'll, we'll leave it there for this episode of the Lash Base podcast. Hopefully um, I'm going to try and get this published um, on Tuesday. So if you're listening to this now, hopefully it is Tuesday if I can get it done. Um, but thank you very much, Ryan, for coming on. And thank you for having me on uh, as a uh, live presenter in your group yesterday. Um, well, for people listening a few days ago. Um, I wish you all the best success. And again, I'll put all the notes for uh, the book and where you can get join the group as well. Ryan is definitely and his wife are definitely people to know in this industry. It doesn't matter if I know we're probably all lash artists listening, but you, you may do other treatments. They, they help with the, the beauty business. Um, so yeah, definitely worth knowing these people. So thank you everybody for listening and thank you, Ryan, for joining. Thanks, Jamie. Um, everybody else, we'll speak to you very soon.